Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks as we cruise along in 2022. This is weird, but I think we're only about 30 podcasts away from two years of podcasting to you great peeps out there. So today we celebrate you. Today today is a celebration of you guys being out there listening, helping to pay the bills. You know, it's uh, about 150 bucks a month just for the production crew and then another 100 bucks a month. uh, keeping things on the air and keeping things stored and all those types of things. And you guys have been a real big help with that. And uh, if you want to continue to help that in 2022, make sure you go out to Wounded Spirits and pick podcast and send the money that way. And we'll we'll be glad to keep this podcast going. For those of you who have helped, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank you uh, for just listening. Thank you for being, if that's all you can do, and, and please do that. That alone is enough for us, and we'll make sure this thing keeps going. But uh, So we're moving along. So we've been on this 10th proverb, and there's so much talking about being a fool or being wise. So we know that foolishness uh, is the polar opposite or the direct opposite of wisdom. And so we've been talking an awful lot about that. And in the background, we always have our You Might Be a Knucklehead If segment. And the reason we do that is threefold is, number one, we want you to know what a knucklehead looks like. Number two, we don't want you to be a knucklehead. So if you know what it looks like, you won't be a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes it's humorous, but I think I'm going to take that part out because it hasn't been humorous in so long. (laughs) But all that being said, but it's humorous talking about it being humorous. It is. It is. Yeah. But all that being said, today's Stephanie's turn. So, so again, the thought process is you might be a knucklehead if. You might be a knucklehead if you're part of the chain shortage, which is resulting in no chicken stock on the shelf in the grocery store. You know, what's that all about? You're having us out there making our own chicken stock. And, and, you know, I use the bullion. I always keep a big thing of bullion around in case I need it. And, uh, uh, but yeah, we got to, you know, there's shortages out there, but I, I want to say this too. I want to go the opposite way in the knucklehead thing and say, if you, if you deliver food, if you work at the grocery stores, if you're a farmer, if you're, if you're anywhere in the delivery process, you know, my son runs a program that's end delivery for big things and stuff. Thank God for him. Thank God for those of you folks who are are out there. Thankful for those people. Yeah, we are so thankful. And, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you all got all the Christmas presents you wanted. Uh, I want you to know that I did get a Starbucks card and uh, uh, Debbie got an Amazon card uh, from our friends, the Knights. And I usually don't tell people what people send me. as pre- I, I don't know why I said that, but I just wanted because to thank them. That's pretty awesome. The Knights are pretty awesome. They're, you know, they're the, they're the Knights of Clayton, you know, that's right. in Clayton, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. They're not the Knights of Columbus, but they're the Knights of Clayton, <laughs> praise God. And, uh, and, and they're doing great out there. So keep them in prayer. I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, as we do this, Katie wasn't feeling great last night. I'm sure it's getting better. And these, these sinuses, this weather changing. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's just a mess, man. I, you know, I'm it doing is. my flow nays. So Stephanie, you did the, you might be a knucklehead if, 
But you got to do the other end of that now. Uh, uh, the other end of that is what we don't say or what we don't do to people with PTSD. Well, um, as we go into a new year, something that I would strongly advise you to not do with people, to people with PTSD is um, kind of goes along with what I had said last week about, you know, you never say get over, um, you know, that you just get over something. But at the same time, um, because you don't ever get over, but, but when someone's in the journey of healing, which is a journey, it goes all the way till we get to heaven. Be careful with someone with PTSD that they, it, it's meant as a compliment. Okay. This has been said to me totally meant as a compliment, but it's not, it's, it's that saying of, well, God just must've thought you could handle that trial. Yeah. Yeah. And that, not that's not how we look at it yeah. <laughs> um because that's it, it almost if you feeling like oh great i was in god's bullseye view to to hit with yeah. this bullet literally for me that's how that, i see that, it yeah that's yeah. just not a good thing to say and that's god uses trials yeah. um, what mean for evil and, that, and that's why there's no humor here that's why no one's laughing i mean if you do <laughs> something like <laughs> if you do but, something like this man you're encourage a someone, yeah, encourage someone with how good God is. That's right. Encourage someone with the fact that God is their strength, God is their fortress. But but it almost leaves someone, if you say, well, God must have known you were strong enough to deal with this. It almost, it, for me, when that said to me, it freaks me out because it leaves me, oh, great. What's the next thing going to be that God's going to slam at me? I know. And, and that's, honest, and, that's and, what and, comes to mind. And it's craziness. It's like that one, uh, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle. Well, God gives us more than we can handle all the time. They're called trials, and we have to go to Him. We have to deal. Those are stupid things, and 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 you know that 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 other stupid saying that makes me sick to my stomach is, uh, well, what is it? You can't be safer than inside of God's will. There's no safer the place in the entire world. Uh, yeah, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard too. And you know, you tell that to missionaries who are being shot down, who are in the middle of God's will out there, winning people to the Lord and stuff. So I guess it depends what your term of safety is. You could say there's no better place to be, maybe, or it's it's best to be in God's will. I get all that, but some of these sayings are, you know, folks, just on the positive side, say, "Man, I'm here for you." You know, uh, let me know if I can do anything for you. And, uh, you know, and then again, Starbucks and steak, you know, everybody likes those. Those are two things, you know, and if someone's a vegan, I was trying to think of the vegetable that steak like, well, they have that, they have that fake meat now, oh, you know, the impossible they, stuff. It's impossible to eat that stuff. It makes me puke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got a, it's got, it's got an aftertaste on it. Like you drink motor oil or something. I mean, it's just, oh, man, oh. It's just, your whole That's body awful. shakes and, and and I mean I eat vegan meals. I eat that purple carrot stuff once a day. That's my lunch. So I I don't have meat uh, generally. So I say that maybe one day a week I do. I don't have. I just have meat once a day. And and they got this purple carrot TV. It's like an Indian type of food, and it has sweet potatoes and Brussels sprouts and broccoli. They'll put some honey and they'll put some curry. And I mean it's just really good. It's the best uh, frozen dinner you probably ever had in your life. So I'm not picking on anybody who believes that, but uh, I don't know, folks. I I I think again we could just hit on this all day long. Be very careful with your words. Uh, words are more than just words, they're life. And uh, your words can either be a lifeline or they can be something that turns someone's life upside down. And it's little things too. It's just not just saying this to people with PTSD. It's 
watching what you say to your loved ones and the way you say things and starting the day with an attitude or finishing the day with an attitude or somewhere in there. Just find time to be good to people. Make somebody a cup of coffee, you know, just hang with people, man. Just, just be cool. Don't be no fool. All right, man. We're, let's see. We're ready to roll. We want to be cool. No time for fool. Yeah, man. I can't do that anymore. Or it'll make me drool. But anyway, we're on Proverbs. Oh yeah, because I can't find another one. Whatever you do, don't smoke cool. Yeah, <laughs> don't smoke at all. It's against God's will. But anyway, here we are. Here we are. And, and you know, this 10th chapter, this has really been stretching my mind. This has really been making me look at things and think about things and wonder where I fall into this Hebrew poetry. Am I on the side of the foolishness or, you know, sadly, do I find myself on the side uh, of the foolishness is probably a better way to say it. Or thankfully, do I find myself on the side of wisdom, of growing, of righteous, of, of God, really? Because that's, those are the two sides that are involved here, I think. And, you know, we're looking at verse number 25. It says, as the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more. But the righteous is as everlasting foundation. And, uh, you know, that whirlwind, that trouble comes through and, you know, it just kind of blows everything away in its path. And, uh, I don't know, Stephanie, you know, using the difference between a whirlwind and, uh, um, and, and, you know, having righteous, having this everlasting strong foundation that the whirlwind can't do anything to that. The winds can't do anything to that. The changes of life can't do anything to, I, this is pretty, it's pretty telling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think when you look at this verse, understanding that, you know, when a whirlwind comes through, it's the idea of like a tornado and uh, the damage and the havoc that is wreaked. But at the same time, understanding that it comes through quick and it's gone. And I think that's the idea that is being displayed here is it's a big storm. It's loud. It's boisterous. It's deafening. It takes, it seems like it takes over all of your senses while it's there. Yeah. But then it's gone and it's gone and it will never come back. Like that tornado, that whirlwind in and of itself is gone. It's over. And I think that's what, what God is trying to tell us here is, the, the, the wicked seem to have power. They seem to be in complete control. And quite honestly, it feels like we're in the midst of a whirlwind right now um, with so many wicked, corrupt politicians, people, and even Christians that are pastors that are in positions of leadership. That I just want to like shake my head and say, I do not get this. This makes no sense. But understanding that the, that the, the main purpose of this verse from where I sit looking at it is to tell us to be a comfort to us that yes, right now it's loud and it's deafening, but it, they're passing through. Yeah. And when they're, they're going to be gone, I'm going to take care of them. They're they're the, Yes. The havoc they've caused is going to have to be dealt with, but they're going to be gone. I'm taking care of them. And that's a comfort that really honestly gives you, um, I think it's, it gives that contrast too of the wise man and the foolish man here, but that a righteous man, a wise man, is an everlasting foundation. And I think of the verse that talks about the truth of the Lord endureth forever. And that our foundation in God, we are righteous because of him. Our foundation can't be moved. A whirlwind can't pick it up. It cannot change it. It cannot destroy it because it is built on Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that should give us confidence that 
God's in control and we can trust him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the whole thing here, uh, is, you know, like a whirlwind, like a tornado, like a hurricane, God's going to come along and sweep away from the sweep away the wicked. And, uh, I mean, there, there comes a time, you know, there's a lake of fire and there's eternity in heaven and, you know, it's one or the other. And those foundations which are built with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, those foundations which are built upon the Holy Spirit of God and and God's principles and God's righteousness, those are the ones that are going to stand. Those are, you know, when we build a house. So I, I live where I live in South Carolina, and I'm about halfway up the hill or the mountains. You know, the mountains are just, a, I don't know, 20 minutes from me down the road, and we're in a very hilly area. And, but we still can't even have uh, basements in our area. You have to have a big piece of land where the land is going straight down. It's got to be built like a bi-level type of house because the ground is so wet here. So that they found over the years the best foundation where we live is a slab, you know, a raised slab. The, the more the thicker uh-huh. you can make the slab, the better. They, they found out crawl spaces are problematic. You know, you get bugs, you get snakes, you get all kinds of things. But they found out if they put this big, thick slab under there, it's better for insulation. It's better for everything. And the house doesn't move. Uh, It's so much stronger. Well, to compare, you know, a foundation or a foundational experience uh, with that, you know, the comparison that's going on is the righteous have an everlasting or they have this foundation that's going to last forever you know, it's an everlasting foundation. It's, it's a foundation that's set. The only foundation in our worlds, uh, God sneaks in and gives that to us in our hearts. And that foundation is real. And we get to work off of that foundation. And if we don't, we're miserable. If we don't, we're out there causing trouble. If we don't, our, we're messed up with our relationships. If we don't, our communication's evil. If we don't, we start slipping. If we don't, we find ourselves, uh, you know, not only outside of God's will, which is the worst thing ever, but hurting folks around us. And, and I think that's where it comes from. I think this, this illustration is that, you know, Christians are built on this rock that's everlasting. And, uh, and you either take advantage of that, and that's where you build your lives, your ministry, your marriages, your families, or you're all messed up and you're miserable. And again, it comes down to that idea. And I know I've said this a hundred times, and I don't mean to keep on repeating certain things, but those people who are outside the will of God, those people who are saved, who have the foundation, but choose not to build on it and build on this thing of the world, they're miserable and, and, and their lives are messy and their relationships are messy and the way they feel about other people are messy. And those are the people that you go into churches, you go into uh, ministries and missions and you wonder, Hey, why is this guy picking on, you know, the pastor's wife or my Sunday school teacher or the children's director? Why are people doing that? Well, I guarantee you it's, it's the wrong foundation. There's a way to deal with things. There's a way to live. There's a way to uh, go on. And, and that way is God's way. And I think it builds on itself, Stephanie, to be honest with you. I wanted to talk to you about 1026 as well today. It says, as vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the slugger to them that send them. And yeah. Uh, yeah uh, being a visible person, being someone who can be counted on. Yeah. The vinegar. That vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes. You want to talk about constant irritation, constantly feeling yucky, constantly rubbing your eyes. As a guy who's you know had multiple eye surgeries and face surgeries and 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 things of that nature, I'll tell you, man, there's nothing worse than eye irritation. And has somebody who broken half eighteen teeth and is constantly getting 
uh, at least yearly having some major surgery on my teeth, some other screw put in or something. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's extreme. It's disappointing. It's, you know, those two think about those, Stephanie. I mean, you wear contacts. What is it like when you get something under that contact? Oh, it's, it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And and that idea, well, you know, it's vinegar has a very sour effect. My family loves sour, but it says as vinegar to the teeth, you know, there's that feeling of like, where it makes your whole body shiver, like you get shivers up and down your spine. And just like it's it's annoying, it's it's distracting, it causes you to like lose your sense of concentration. And same thing with smoke to the eyes, like you can't see clearly. It leaves you feeling like coughing and sputtering. It kind of messes up your entire system. It makes it makes your whole plan of action, whatever that may be, get thrown off. And I think that's the idea here that verse 26 gives us is a sluggard cannot be counted on. They're, they're lazy. They're a fool. Um, they distract. They very often want to be the center of attention while they do absolutely nothing for the people around them. And they're, they mess up, they mess up hands, they endeavors and they create, um, havoc and confusion. It's like a private with an attitude problem. You know, you said it's just, they're going to disappoint you, you know, and, and one of the things, one of the system, you know, where the churches that we go to, uh, we look at missionaries before we support them. We, uh, you know, for, to get our support, we go into a church and present our ministry and talk to people about what we're doing and those types of things. So people can see whether or not we're a sluggard, because if you send a sluggard, if you send a, a knucklehead or bonehead out there on a mission, you're going to be disappointed and you it's confusing. It's you know, all of a sudden you're lumping these people in with people of good character. You're lumping these people in with people who don't irritate you. You're, you're lumping them in. And, and that's why it's so important. You choose the right people, you know? And, and I think, um, in the military, for instance, in the military a few years back, they, they wanted, uh, to recruit transsexual people and they wanted people to get sex changes in the military. Well, that average person costs about $150,000 a year to medicate and keep uh, at some level of healthiness because you're never healthy. And the military's like, I got to spend 150 grand a year. And if I, if these people get captured by the enemy, if they get behind enemy lines and stuff, we can't keep the medicine flowing to them. And, you know, this isn't going to work. And, uh, uh, you know, when you go on a mission, it can't be, you can't send out somebody who's not prepared for that mission, somebody who's not doing that mission. And, you know, going back to the foundational truths, you got to be built on the right foundation. Uh, you got to be somebody uh, who's not irritating. Uh, somebody, you know, you get that smoke in your eyes. You get that thing under your contact. We've been there, man. It's like I, I remember pulling a contact out of my eye, driving down the road one day, pulled off the road, didn't even have my case with me, throwing the contact out the window and closing that eye while I drove home with the other one. And, uh, man, it hurts. And yeah. here's the Bible saying, uh you know, this is, it's kind of like sending a lazy dude on a mission. It's a, it's an unpleasant ordeal. It's not going to work. Uh, you know, a sluggard, you know, they're going to disappoint their earthly master. And so, so we need to understand that we need to do everything we can. Uh, so we don't disappoint our heavenly master, our, our God. And, you know, this is a pretty big comparison here. This is a pretty big thing to look at, to stop and go back and go, Whoa. You know, what am I doing with my day? Am I sitting around just being fat and lazy? 
Or am yeah. I making a difference on my job? Am I making a difference with my family? Am I taking some steps in my life to eat the right things, to do the right things, to say the right things, and most importantly, to be in God's word, to uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove what is acceptable and good and the perfect will of God? And I, I, I just think, uh, Stephanie, I think probably, and I want, I want you to talk about this, but I think probably... If people were to stop and say, am I irritating things or am I making a difference? It'd be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. What are you sandpaper in a situation or are you polyurethane? Um, and that, that idea of, are you constantly there trying to rub people the wrong way, viewing yourself as God's instrument to make a situation better? Or are you there to be a peacemaker yeah. or whatever? Um, I think every person has that choice, but a slugger most of the time is the irritant. They're the person that everybody wants to thump because they're always there causing mischief. They're always there. The lazy person is the one always normally. And from my personal experience in observing situations, they're the ones that stir up the strife. And yeah. again, that havoc, it's like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes. And when you're around them, it's like, you just want to shiver because it's like, oh, man, can't they see what they're doing? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is very important. Well, and, and who wants to be married to a guy, a gal that just lays around? Who wants to have them no. as friends and stuff? Who wants, yeah. you, you know, you got, uh, I mean, you want to you be with people who are on the, you know, on the good side of things, who are right. working hard to be good human beings. And I, I would think, you know, how difficult it would be to be married to somebody who irritates folks. You know how difficult it would be. I mean, that's a constant life. That's a constant thing. That's constantly complaining, constantly belly aching, constantly doing those things. But God gives us this opportunity to do the right thing. So I know this episode just flew by, but I think if we look at this, and as Stephanie said, you know, are you that person? Are you sandpaper? Are you sandpaper? Are you are you smoothing things out with polyurethane? Uh, I I don't know. I, I just hope that every day you can say to yourself, man, I want to do what's right today. I don't want to irritate anybody. I, I yeah. just don't want to do yeah. it. You know, I just want to be that person that's part of the positive side. And God uses that. God uses that. I was thinking the other day of this pastor's wife, so wrapped up in the ministry, so involved, always doing, always saying the right thing, holding this church plant together we were a part of. Uh, that, we all want to be like that. That's where it's at. Hey, we love you folks. Listen to what Eric's got to say with us uh, in production over there. He's got to talk to you about everything you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important than that. We hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly. You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth 
confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.